Hey there, internet. What? Oh, sorry. I was just. We should have done a ready check. No, I should have done it. Ah, this is this is how you Leroy Jenkins all over the podcast. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. And, uh, okay, so, like, we have a guest on this episode. We're recording both of those episodes at the same time, even though this one's out of order. So Mackenzie, uh, still, at this time, has strep throat, but she won't have strep throat in the episode before this that you listen to, or the episode after, because this is time travel, and Kit, safely, I'm gonna start using verbs in the wrong tense, and it's gonna mess with my head. Help. We have traveled into the future. Which is also now your present. We batch record is what we're saying. We batch recorded both of Dimly's episodes at once because Dimly's here. Yay. Hi, Dimly. Hello. Welcome back. I never left. Thanks for sticking around to record this episode as well, because this is season three, episode eight, that old Houdini magic. AKA episode 61. AKA the rapture episode. The only one you got. When we were talking about uh, scheduling out season three, we asked if you had any requests. You requested this episode and that's because you are a rapture fan. I like rapture. She's great. She's terrible. It's wonderful. But another one of the reasons is um, actually back in the day, uh, Christy Marks had a BBS where fans could ask her questions and she would uh, answer questions. This was like after the uh, show had been canceled because the internet existed. And uh, someone had actually asked her uh, if, if there would be any um, LGBT characters in Gem if it had continued and she said she definitely wanted to do that and that one of the candidates that would have been a good idea for it to be would have been Rapture. <laughs> so Rapture is canon gay. That's the rules now. That's right guys. You get one lesbian in this show and it's Rapture. She's one of ours now. One of us. One of us. The goal is for Gem to be entirely lesbians. In the meantime though we have Rapture the incredible con artist doing the dumbest con in this entire show, I swear. But before we get into that, you guys, this episode was written by Gina Bacar. You might remember her. She wrote Roxy Rumbles. Wow. That was a while ago now. And uh, just as a refresher, because I remembered that as I was looking her up, this is the one who is a prolific Harlequin author with such titles as The White Geisha. Okay. (laughs) It's our other magician episode. This show has two magician episodes and no Christmas special. And a Halloween episode. I love this show. So let's go to some lady's house. It's not on Magic Island, but it should be because that was the best part of that episode was that there was a place called Magic Island. And she's introducing some handcuffs that were once owned by the world's greatest magician, Harry Houdini. We're actually mentioning Harry Houdini by name. We're actually mentioning a prominent historical figure by name. Yeah, this isn't Barry Boudini. (laughs) Oh no, Barry Blue Genie. Also, we've got a bunch of Starlight girls here for no reason. There's like a press release and this lady, whose name we will not find out for like the next three minutes, is announcing a Houdini-themed charity ball, I guess? Like a magic show? Gem and the holograms, by the way, are dressed in their Zatanna costumes, which I love. We cut away from this and Bonnie is picking up a pair of handcuffs and Kimber is like, well, you better give those to me. Those bracelets can be tricky, which is a terrible idea because we all know what happens with Kimber and handcuffs. 
gloves. Yeah, we're back to Kimber wanting to be a magician. This is a character trait that comes in and out. Just whenever there's a magic show involved. Speaking of appearing out of nowhere, Rapture is here and she's looking at these like handcuffs and a pair of gloves. And then she basically just like reads off the first paragraph of the Houdini Wikipedia article, The Minx. Rapture is a huge nerd. She loves Houdini. Like a whole lot. Minx is bored as heck though. Just like, what's keeping right? And it turns out what's keeping right is hotness. He's attempting to seduce an old lady into having his band play at this benefit. My name is Riot. You've undoubtedly heard of me. And she's like, no. I lead the Stingers, the most popular band of the 20th century. No, we have that. They're called the Holograms. She's immune to Riot. You know what's really great about this lady who we learn her name, by the way, is Mrs. Farnsworth? Mrs. Farnsworth doesn't just shush Riot. She clamps her entire hand over his mouth in a vice-like grip, shuts him down, and releases him and walks away. And he is gobsmacked. This has never happened to him before. So Rhea and Kimber are goofing around with the handcuffs. And Kimber's like, here, let me do a magic trick. And Rhea's like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, you handcuffed me. Why are you doing this? We're on in five seconds. I play drums. Do you know how much my arms move around when I play drums? And then she just hauls Kimber on stage by the handcuffs. But thankfully, they are rescued by the new character. And a puff of smoke appears a magician that we had talked about would be a showing up here. It's Astral. Astral looks... Like she should have been a doll. She was planned to be a doll. Did this season just frantically keep introducing doll characters in an attempt to keep the toy line going? I don't remember if it was because they had planned to keep the doll line going and these episodes were put into production before the doll line was cancelled. But I think it's something like that. Astral is here and Astral's outfit is a heck of a thing. I don't know much about like 1980s stage magician aesthetics, but she looks like a genie who put on a smoking jacket. She's got like poofy bloomer shorts and an enormous Doctor Strange coat. And like, like a bra top. I don't know what's happening here. Oh God. And then we get a music video. She's got the power, which is basically Astral's origin video. This song is one that we last heard in season one, episode five, Battle of the Bands. This was like the synergy song. So it's been a while since we've heard she's got the power. This is still not a Transformers tribute crossover. Yeah, like the whole music video is just Astral's backstory about being good at magic and just like producing rabbits. And performing for sick children in hospitals because we got to establish she's a good guy. And then the press event is over and they're like, thanks for coming. Come see the magic show. Please wear period-appropriate outfits, including the underwear. Ladies, no bras. Course, it's only final destination. The corset goes on the inside, ladies! So Riot tries to seduce the old lady again for a spot in the show, and... Meanwhile, Rapture is like, these are Houdini's gloves. Look at these. These are so awesome. We also find out that Mrs. Farnsworth, she has like a crap ton of watches. And it turns out that this is because she fears death. A psychic once told me I'd never die as long as my watch kept running. It's like the Winchester Mystery House light. So Raya goes back to the stingers, tells them the bad news, and then Minx starts marching into the room to go kill an old lady. Minx is going to murder someone. I think Riot actually pulls her back, and then Rapture's just like, no, no, I have a better idea. <laughs> Let's do something really stupid. And this is how we find out that the gloves on the Houdini mannequin are, like, tripwired? She takes them off of the mannequin and immediately, like, alarms start going throughout the entire house. I'm not sure what the technology is behind that, but 
was possibly more advanced than Synergy. So everyone runs in and Astro's just like, we need to catch him! The thief! And Rapture's just standing there with her arms crossed. Minx is like, shh, don't disturb her. She's in a deep trance. She's channeling a spirit from the astral realm and like... This was kind of a thing in the 80s. Like, channelers were a big thing on TV and talk shows and stuff. Because people were 100% willing to believe that somebody standing on a stage and acting goofy was in fact channeling a spirit from another dimension. Mrs. Farnsworth buys this immediately and says, Oh, a wiser being from another planet wishes to speak to us. You know, that famous space alien Houdini? Is she a Scientologist? She's probably rich enough. Ezreal's like, okay, that's not a thing. And this is obviously fake. What are you doing? And then Rapture announces herself. I am Houdini. I have come back to help you. Points at Mrs. Farnsworth specifically. This is the extent of the con. This is how hard she has to work to pull off this con. She just speaks in a deep voice. What's really hilarious about this was that Houdini was actually like this notorious debunker of like mediums and psychics and such. Isn't it ironic that he came back as a ghost? He actually, he didn't entirely rule out there was life after death. So he told his wife, like, I will try to contact you within a year of my death. Here's the secret code. I am aghast that that is never brought up anywhere in this episode. Instead, Rapture's going to convince everyone with her early Wikipedia knowledge. Mrs. Farnsworth's like, oh, this is the most real thing that's ever happened. And Jem is like, hey, Astral, listen, Rapture is one of the best con artists around. She's really not. She's just constantly surrounded by gullible people. That's how they illustrate that she's the best con artist around. I mean, she's the best con artist in this vicinity. Astral's like, Mrs. Farnsworth, don't fall for that. Anyone could look that up. And besides, my teacher, like, totally studied with Houdini. So, like, I know better than she does. I feel like Astral insisting on exposing Rapture as a fake is kind of of a glass houses and stone situation. Well, unless she's like a James Randi type magician where she's like, this isn't magic. This is just trickery. Well, that's true. At no point does she insist on mind freaking us. And Rapture's gonna prove everything by throwing a hat. Yeah, she just throws a hat and then she lists off a Wikipedia fact about like the relationship between Harry Houdini and his wife. And then Mrs. Farnsworth is like, I knew it. This is totally legit. This is completely legitimate. We need to go shopping right now. Yes, because in order to stay here, Houdini must keep his host body happy. So she needs to buy both gowns. <laughs> Roger in this whole scene is just freaking doing her like Barry Blue Genie voice. Yes, I need both gowns. And the guys who work at the store are just kind of, yes, this is normal. Because because we barely hear Rapture's uh, usual voice in all the other episodes, when she starts talking normally after this, I actually did a double take and I was just like, huh? Mrs. Farnsworth is like, oh yes, you should buy whatever you need to keep your host body happy. And Minx is like, how about a new car? <laughs> it works. But Rapture puts the brakes on it and is just like, no, no, we shouldn't spend all of her money. Instead, she should give all of her money to my made-up foundation. The Mystical Truth Foundation. Mrs. Farnsworth is like, oh, okay, I can do that, but like, how exactly are you gonna help me? Like, you keep saying you're going to do, and Rapture's like, uh, uh, Houdini left! You asked a question. He hates you now. You've driven him away with your negative thoughts. If that worked, I would be so much happier, but no. She tosses off the gloves. This is important. Mrs. Farnsworth, like, gets on her knees and prays to Houdini to come back. And Riot picks up the gloves out of her eyesight and uh, puts them back on Rapture's hands. So it's like, 
they teleported there or something. Tell him you're going to establish his foundation and give all your money to it. And she's like, yes, I'll do that thing. I love this about the Stingers, though. I love that they are always just like, yes, and. They are always in for whatever the heck kind of dumb stuff their friends are doing. They are a trio. And then Houdini comes back. The gloves are back. Also, Astral has been watching them shop this whole time. Yeah, she was there. And then all the Stingers just sort of have a little chuckle at how awesome they are because that's the whole Stingers MO. Gem and the holograms are like, love is awesome. The misfits are like, I'm awesome. And the Stingers are like, we're the best. And everybody else is dumb. And so they have a song about that and it's called Mind Games. This is a good song. This is a really good song. I like this song a lot, actually. There's all this puppeteering imagery, but like the important thing is, is just that like the Stingers have good songs. Which is why the duo song in this episode uh, isn't as good because um, not just the Stingers are singing in it. It's true. So the Stingers just sort of celebrate themselves in that song about how cool they are and how stupid everybody else is and how much they rock. And how much they're gaslighting an old lady. Yeah, they're very celebratory over gaslighting an old lady. And then we head back to Starlight Mansion for like five seconds. Is that where the scene takes place? I had, it's a blink and you'll miss it establishing shot, frankly. And this is the only time we're at this place in like the entire episode. And we're just here long enough for Astral to be like, the Stingers are trouble. And Jim's like, yeah, I know. I told you already. And then that's just kind of the end of the scene. We know it's not going to help, but we could try telling Mrs. Farnsworth that this is super fake. Because that worked out so well the last time. And it's going to work out so well the next five times. So we head back to Mrs. Farnsworth's house. It sort of looks like Xanthos's house, actually. You're not wrong. They're roommates. It's a sitcom. They care about reading and magic. Anyway, Astral challenges Rapture to a wizard duel. They try to be like, Mrs. Farnsworth, obviously this is fake. And she's like, no, it's not. And Astro's like, okay, but like, what about this foundation thing? You're going to give money to a children's hospital. And she's like, oh, yeah. Wait. Wait, that's, hmm. That's a good How do I give money to the children and also give money to Houdini? And Rapture in her Barry Bloudini voice is like, you are watches because you're afraid of death. And she's just like, oh, yes, it's just my worst fear. And she doesn't actually tell her what to do about it, by the way. She just blurts out that she knows why the thing is a thing. And Astro's like, literally everybody knows that. It's a very obvious symbol. But that's what Mrs. Farnsworth is just like, no, don't tell me anything negative. Instead, tell me about a magic duel. Wizard duel. Complete with like Astral throwing down one of Houdini's gloves. And Rapture tries to get out of it, but then Mrs. Farnsworth is just like, why would you want to get out of it? It's your chance to prove to everybody that you're real. Like I know that you are. And Rapture's like, uh, crap. But thankfully that is the entrance point for everybody's favorite character. Our son Techrat! So like, Techrat knows the Stingers? I guess he does work for them technically now. Eric probably introduced them at some point. And he's much more fond of the Stingers than he is of the Misfits. At least of Minx. He and Minx are like... He lets her touch him. That's a big deal. That's not a tech rat thing. Like, one of his first, like, handful of lines is, don't touch me. He's also like, you know, Rapture's in this straight jacket that she's trying to struggle out of. And tech rat is just, like, patiently giving her instructions, or patiently for him, giving her instructions on how to get out of the straight jacket. And, like, this is a lot more chummy than we're used to seeing tech rat be. He's also made a special bracelet that looks like one of those big cartoonish Z bracelets from the new Pokemon games. Oh my god, it looks exactly like that. I was staring at it when I rewatched this episode and I was just like, I wonder why that looks more familiar than usual. (laughs) So Minx plays with it and 
a thing picks up Rapture. Behold the ultimate illusion, the Chinese water torture cell. That's, 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 that's not what Chinese water torture is. The Chinese water torture cell. It's a real thing. Shut up. So it turns out that Minx has the control bracelet for the Chinese water torture cell. Every jewel does a different thing. They're all buttons. And, like, he shows her how to easily release Rapture so she doesn't have to do any, like, stage magic. They're gonna cheat at doing stage magic. I feel like in an earlier draft of this episode, this was, like, the milk can escape that Houdini couldn't actually accomplish. That would make sense. I just want to talk now about how much I appreciate that this episode actually seems to know my what stage magic is and how it is not actually real magic. Because we didn't have that last magician episode. So Tekrat built a thing that's gonna allow Minx to release Rapture so she doesn't drown. He takes Minx by the hand. This is so weird. He voluntarily touches her. Anyway, time for a wizard duel. Oh man, so we get to the magic show that night and like the guests freaking arrive in old cars and everything. They've got like jalopies. They're all in period dress. The holograms have... Oh, God. They're wearing outfits? Of some kind, yes. It's sort of a mixture of, like, magician, assistant, stage show kind of outfit and period dress, ostensibly. Like a mini dress, but with a bustle? It looks like they're about five gears and bronze pieces and goggles away from a steampunk convention. It's that kind of weird quasi-Victorian thing. Corset on the outside? Corset on the outside! So some people in the audience are talking about this and uh, one of them's just like, Mrs. Fardsworth said who deities could be here? And the other guy's just like, well, you're gonna have a long wait because he's dead. So the other lady's just like, well, if Miss Farnsworth believes it, there must be something to it, I think is what she says. Mrs. Farnsworth covers her arms and neck in rotches so she won't die. So then the chandelier shoots lightning at three Iron Maidens that have been placed on stage. I don't know how or why this happens, but it causes the doors to open and out come the stingers and Riot is a top hat Dracula. Rapture has like the biggest, fluffiest collar. It's amazing. And everyone's just like, oh man, I knew Houdini was real. And I'm just like, that is Rapture. You recognize Rapture, Barry Blue Genie. Good job. And then Rapture's like, we'll play for you and then I will do magic because I am Houdini. And Astral's like, that's still fake. Let the duel of magic begin. And it's a music video. It's a Gem of the Singers duo song called Believe slash Don't Believe. And the believe parts are good. It's weird seeing the holograms in the position of don't believe something. Because usually they're like, believe in yourself. You're amazing. Believe in magic. Believe in love. And they're like, this is crap. Don't listen to a thing he says. Music is magic. Except now. It's not. So they do, like, a whole bunch of magic tricks. At some point, Rapture, like, transports Mrs. Farnsworth to the Savage Lands and attacks her as a flying vampire monster. Because that's definitely what Houdini did. The fun thing is, at the end of this music video, Riot disappears. (laughs) He's just gone for the rest of the episode. If you don't believe in Riot, he's gone. Rapture rolls out the water tank. But that's so dangerous. Yeah, Astral's like, okay, but like you could actually drown. And Rapture's like, shut up, mortal. And Minx is sitting in the audience and the lady she's sitting next to spills her drink on the bracelet. Which breaks it. Oh no, the bracelet broke. Who could have seen this coming? What I like is that Minx does not try to salvage the illusion. She's just immediately like, my friend is going to drown. We have to break her out now. And it turns out that Astral's incredible. 
incredible because she immediately goes and grabs a fire axe, tries to hack the torture tank open. When that doesn't work, she climbs in and like breaks Rapture out of it. She's amazing. Oh my God. And in order to get to the axe, she like takes off her coat, wraps it around her arm, and then just breaks the glass to get the axe out. Astral drags uh, Rapture out of the tank and then mar- Frog marches her up to the front of the stage and says, do you have anything to say? Rapture's just like, it's all fake. It was all a trick. It's all Barry Blue Genie. She doesn't face any consequences for, for this, for, from what I can see. No. It's just, oh, well. Almost drowning was consequence enough. Oh, well, Mrs. Farnsworth, come into this cage with me. Mrs. Farnsworth, I know you're sad. Here, come into this cage. <laughs> So Astral does a magic trick, maybe without any kind of knowledge that her assistant has here. It's hard to tell. She puts Mrs. Farnsworth in a giant cage, lifts the cage with magic, and when the cage comes back down, they tear off the curtain and there's a tiger in there. And then uh, we pan out to the audience applauding and there's Mrs. Farnsworth in the middle of the crowd just clapping. And a lady screams. Mrs. Farnsworth takes a bow, uh, the show with a success, and as people are walking out, they're like, how did you do it? And Mrs. Farnsworth is like, magicians and secrets and whatever, shut up. And then she's like thanking Astral for all of her help. I no longer fear death, have my watches. And then Mrs. Farnsworth died. That's why we never see her again. And that's that's the episode. We just end on that. And I like this episode a lot. What about you guys? It's the rapture episode. I take what I can get. Even as ridiculous as it is, it kind of really solidly establishes the characters that are in it, which is weird for a gem, but good job. I would say that it's definitely a lot better than Roxy Rumbles. I don't know. I mean, I feel like for a gem episode to really shine, there does need to be an out-of-control carousel accident. And I did like the emotional black-and-white Roxy music video with Pizazz's voice. So that is going to do it for us here today. Dimly, thank you so much again for coming on. It's been great to have you. Great to be here. Again, still. Wait, was this episode a series wrap on Tech Rat? Oh no, that old Houdini magic is his last episode. Oh my god, was that our series wrap on Tech Rat? Good night, sweet prince. I don't want that though. I love our beautiful son. It's weird that this is his last appearance just because like it jumps midway into a relationship between Tech Rat and the Stingers and then never follows up and never explains. We don't know if he knows Riot either. Although the scene where Eric introduced Tech Rat to Riot would have been amazing. I'm going to miss him so much. Oh, our son, our beautiful boy. He's all grown up and letting people touch him. Tech Rat solo book, please. It's like Transmetropolitan, but Tech Rat. Yes. Dimly, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you when you are not screaming about glam rock with us? When I'm not screaming about glam rock with you, I'll probably still be screaming about glam rock on my own. But um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Maho Scream. That's M-A-H-O-U Scream uh, at Twitter. And you can also find me on YouTube uh, at Witch Planet Games, uh, which you can find by going to youtube.com slash C slash Witch Planet Games. And that's where uh, my Let's Play channel is. And I hope you really like it. We play Otome games, play other games. But we also play Otome games and get mad because they're bad. Right. Otome Hell is a really good series, you guys, and you should definitely check it out. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, we are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, 
review, subscribe, comment wherever you find our podcast is really great. Helps our metrics, helps us get discovered by more people, especially on iTunes, uh, so we can create a true record of all of these glam rock things as this show is going to be wrapping up uh, in four episodes, except for the comic stuff. Oh no, no more Tigrat. I'm holding it together. You got to power through this. I'm fine. I'm fine. Give us money. Patreon.com slash the gem jam is where you can find our Patreon. You can really help us support other projects like I Will Fight You as well as uh, whatever remains left of this glam rock podcast and tech rat no i'm good i'm good hold it together annie thank you join us next time for straight from the heart aka your 15 minutes are up which is our other we made a doll and here's the episode please buy the doll the toys may not keep going episode and until next time dear listeners i'm annie i'm kit and i'm dim and this has been the gem jam where we remind you let outrageous dogs lie